Good afternoon. From the KTO News Room in Juneau, I'm Yvonne Cromery. Juneau's mill campground closed yesterday. It's a space where unhoused people can camp in the warmer months for free. Once it closes for the season, the city typically opens a cold-weather emergency shelter. KTOO was there as campers packed up to leave for the winter. Campfires burn among more than a dozen campsites still standing at the Mill Campground on Monday morning. The city-run campground is officially closing for the season at noon. People gather up their things in tarps and plastic totes. Garrett Durr is one of the campers packing up. He says this was his first summer at the campground after more than a year of struggling to find a stable housing. He isn't sure where he's going next. Pretty much just the streets, I'd say. say. Tried the glory hole, I think. We'll see what happens. Unless they can get beds at the glory hall's emergency shelter, many campers like Durr will spend the next week waiting for the emergency cold weather shelter to open. The city and St. Vincent de Paul aim to open it on Friday. Heavy rains are expected before then, as the remnants of Typhoon Bolivan pass through southeast Alaska. The Glory Hall's emergency shelter beds were full this summer, but staff have spent the last few weeks trying to find more permanent housing solutions for some of those patrons. They expect a few spots to open up in the coming days. The cold weather shelter will be at a city-owned warehouse in Thane this winter. Resurrection Lutheran Church ran the shelter for the last two years, but the congregation could not agree to host it again until last week. By then, the city had made other plans. Matthew Wilson is at the campground Monday morning to help his daughter and her boyfriend pack up. He worries the warming shelter's location, about a mile outside downtown, could make it harder for people to get to the warming shelter. More downtown and more convenient. Long ways down here. I mean, they think it's a little ways because uh, the assembly members have cars to drive down there. These people are walking. Durr says he used the warming shelter last winter, and he's just glad there is one this year. Wherever it is, that's where it is. The warming shelter is only open at night. St. Vincent de Paul and the Glory Hall will run a shuttle in the evening from downtown to the warehouse. In the morning, a Capital Transit bus will take people from the shelter to Glory Hall and other locations. The city says people who've been staying at the campground can access services with the help of community navigators at St. Vincent de Paul, the Glory Hall, and AWARE. The Glory Hall's day shelter is open from 7 a.m. to 9 p.m. With help from KTOO's Katie Anastas, in Juno, I'm Yvonne Cremery. A year after Typhoon Murbach's floodwaters have receded, People living in some of the hardest-hit communities still haven't been able to fully return to the subsistence lifestyle they rely on. KYUK's Emily Schwing has more. On a windy day in Hooper Bay, I went looking for something most of the residents in the village say they can't find out on the tundra. I'm looking for blackberries or, or crowberries. They're known as kavlawak in the local Chupik dialect spoken here and also 17 miles west in Chivak. They're like these little round berries, um, about the size of a pea, and they are kind of black or really deep purple in color. And I found the plant here in the tundra, but uh, people in both communities say there aren't any this year. Uh, there's there's almost next to nothing. Victoria Hill works for the Hooper Bay Tribal Council. They, my dad said he went out there towards back of town and there was maybe uh, scattered all over. Not like a carpet like it used to be. They were just scattered. You had to go far. 
A massive storm last year brought floodwaters to this part of Alaska, and the tundra was inundated for days. Add to that a cold and rainy summer this year, and Roy Bell says it's the perfect recipe for a Kavluhuak crash. I noticed that the areas where they flooded, some of the plants, mainly like the medicines and the berries, they all gotten bad. You know, like, for example, the bionics, I think they call either thickleberry or nagoon berries. There's some patches, but there's no berries. And the ones that I found, they're like really, like, light brown, and they taste nasty. And the blackberries and cranberries that grow on the lower la- lower lands where it flooded, there's no berries at all. Huh. Why do you think? It's probably the salt water. Yeah. Do you think they'll come back? I hope so. Yeah. Bell's family and friends in Hooper Bay call him the botanist. I'm one of the last generation that took that talent test with the elders, and my talent was the plants. There's a talent test with the elders? Yes. I didn't know that. Yeah, and that's how, and because my talent was the plants, that's how my parents and the elders raised me. To be interested in the plants? More like get to know the land and the plants. So no guns, no boats, no mechanics, no nothing, just land and plants. For more than 50 years, Bell has been learning all he can about the local plants that blanket the tundra. He says floods in the past haven't had nearly the impact. And he says it's not just the plants that haven't returned this year. It's either foxes or the owls or the hawks. Lots of people are reporting fewer birds of prey and predators on the landscape as well. It may be because those animals haven't been able to find their own preferred food, mice. Much of the low-lying land that stretches nearly 20 miles from Hooper Bay on the coast inland to Chivak was flooded. It's a catastrophic scenario if you're a mouse. The tiny rodents store up plant roots for the winter months And that's a delicacy out here in Chupik country. Mark Ulran in Chivak says it's his favorite. They're they're called teardrops. We call them utmusak. And then those uh, long roots, we call it magasak. So those are the two main ones that we always get every year for ingredients on our, like if we could cook a seal seal soup at the end of it we add on to those and um were you able to get any mouse food this year no not nothing nothing none at Zero. all i don't know if there's going to be any mouse out there because all that merbuck just drive them up to the high ground i guess or kill them or Across town, Stella Lake lives in a house that overlooks the Ninglikfok River in Chivak. All summer and through the fall, she's watched friends and neighbors head out to go catch fish and hunt seal. Her boat motor was submerged in floodwaters for three days after last year's storm. Efforts to repair it haven't been successful. Like there's a season where boats go for, and everybody's excited to go, like berry picking season, moose hunting season. And I watch the boats. I can see the river here. 
from your window from your yeah, kitchen window. Yeah, it, it gets me emotional, but we can't go. My baby, he loves hunting and he, and it breaks my heart to listen to him, man. Why can't we go? Lake's son, 12-year-old Cade, sits next to her. We don't get to go our fish camp or seal hunting, go to camps or get eggs or pick up berries or go moose hunting. And we can't do all that because our motor is not fixed. How come? How does it make you feel? Bored. Cade Lake says being out on the land, it's his favorite thing to do. In Chivac and from Hooper Bay, I'm Emily Schwing. The Anchorage Assembly on Thursday approved the opening of a new temporary homeless shelter for the winter. Alexis Johnson, the city's homelessness coordinator, said the shelter is expected to be open by November 1st. The shelter will be housed in a former Garbage Utility Administration building in the Midtown area and will have capacity for up to 150 people in a large vehicle storage bay. Beds in the walk-in shelter are expected to be used only if the 372 beds reserved at the Aviator and Alex Hotels are full. Felix Riviera chairs the Assembly Committee that focuses on homelessness issues. He had a congratulatory but tempered tone about resolving the last major piece of the city's winter shelter plan. This is going to be the first time in years that we haven't had a mass shelter opened up in the winter. The mass shelter at the Sullivan Arena, which opened at the start of the pandemic, closed this spring. Rivera says local data shows people have better results when they have a more private place like a hotel room compared to a shared space. Rivera says it will be a markedly better shelter system than in past winters because of operational and oversight changes intended to better guide shelter users to stability. This is KTOO.